Welcome to Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I am your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you for joining me today. I'm super excited about today's episode. It's going to be so much fun. And before I bring on my guest, I want to tell you about... Just, I think just one thing. Sometimes I say just one thing and then it ends up being three. But <laughs> I want to tell you about a workshop that I have coming up. It's a multidimensional guides. And so this workshop is from 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Pacific time on April 27th, which is a Saturday. It's for all levels of development. This is a lecture and journey format of class. We will be moving through each of, well, not all of the dimensions because there are endless ones. But we'll be moving through different dimensionalities from the inner planes of nature to the outer planes of the cosmos, meeting the types of beings that will be there. So like I said, there'll be lecture, and then I will be leading us in journey so that we can meet our own guides in those individual, those uh, individualized, we'll just call it for this time, uh, realms. And so it isn't a practice class with other individuals the way that I do with my development class. It is more of a personal journey that is guided, and there will be Q&A. So you can join online by Zoom, or you can join in a person in Los Angeles. There are limited seating for joining in person, but if you just want to check in the description or the show notes, however you're watching this program, you'll be able to find a link there. And I hope it's going to be so much fun. It'll be great, really immersive. It's a full, well, not a full day, but you know, a pretty decent day workshop. There'll be a lunch break and everything too, but it's going to be super fun being able to fellowship with all kinds of people who are just excited about all of this. So just come with your curiosity and we'll just have a blast. I want to say hello to the Lightworker Lab, online spiritual community of which I am a teacher and a guide, founded by my friend Crystal Ann Compton. And you can find us, join us for free resources, all kinds of fellowship. I mean, again, talk about being able to express your curiosity and just your freak side. Join us in the Lightworkers Lab. You'll find it on Facebook as a group. It's free, it's fun, and I'm up there live every week. Uh, Fridays right now is when I'm doing it with my my uh, little show that I call Magic Hour, uh, engaging with with the folks and everything. And sometimes we do readings and healings, and oh my gosh, it's just amazing. So go find us there. And um, my website is trishacarcharm.com. Tons of classes that I have coming up. You can also find there my Animal Communication Comprehensive course. Oh, okay. I'm going to stop talking about it. Like I said, didn't I say, Kurt, it was going to be one and then it ended up being a few? That's how it always goes. It's fine. <laughs> Kurt also is a producer of my other program, Enlightened AF. And <laughs> well, actually, I don't talk about as many random no, things there. No, I don't think so. Because <laughs> I got Aiden in the way. So. Yeah, he, he takes over. <laughs> so, yeah, well, there's another thing. I just slipped in there. Enlightened AF, it's another show, that another pod- podcast that I have. Uh, it's comedy-based, and, and sometimes we'd t- we be talking about some 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 dirty things. <laughs> But we also talk about spirituality. It's a little bit lighter hearted. Anyway, speaking of light, I'm really excited to welcome on to the show today. Her name is Anna Brown. She is a new earth way shower and ascension guide. She ascends and awaken, assists in awakening light beings all over the world through the guiding light of heart centered consciousness, the oracle of your personal individualized miracle maker, the heart. You can find Anna on YouTube and social media like Instagram. She supports you in your awakening journey and she also has private sessions for all folks who want to have a little extra assistance in their awakening journey so anna welcome to charmed life thank you so much for being here hey everybody thank you guys so much for having me i'm so grateful to be on this platform so thank you thank you thank you oh you're so wonderful you just have such a great light and just so earnest and authentic and transparent 
and I really do appreciate the work that you're doing. So I thank you for that. And you know, you in the cha- you, you're you're kind of like me in some ways when you're teaching. You're just channeling the whole time. Do you remember the content that comes through you in your videos and the different things that you do? Do you tend to remember very much of it or not? <laughs> Not always. It depends. Sometimes I do. Sometimes it sticks, but sometimes it's like someone will ask me to repeat what I said. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's very like tabula rasa, blank slate, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's uh, when I've had technical difficulties with a class and I'll be some, and, you know, like I recorded it, but the students were there live as well. And I'm like, I don't know if I should re-record it because it's going to be different. I don't, which is great. But then I feel like offering both of the, the, because that's what channeling is like. Well, I would love to hear all about your journey. I've been watching your videos, but I don't really know your, your journey and, you know, just the work that you're doing, what your mission is to get everyone into the work that you're doing right now, please. All right. Yeah. So guys, just like everybody, I started this path unconscious, very unconscious. Um, but always as a child, I had paranormal experiences happening, um, always in spirituality, just, you know, I always had peaks behind the veil, right? So I was into that, uh, collective of like paranormal things. So like things moving, apparitions, ghosts, all of that kind of stuff. That was like the portal into all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in my early twenties, I started having a very accelerated awakening, just very, very fast, like super fast, which means there was a lot of, um, discomfort right because with awakening right. comes a lot of discomfort and so throughout my process of awakening um i just everything that i learned and awakened to i just wanted to share so basically i started just sharing information as i was awakening i never thought i'd be a way show i never even really knew about the ascension when i first woke up or anything it just kind of organically unfolded um just like i chose it to right it's just this natural unfolding that occurred and just the step just keeps placing there if that makes sense each step is a new step but what i do now is i assist people on like a bridge to help people into the fifth dimensional realms of new earth so basically i help people to realize that they are the creators of the reality they are the creators of their destiny that we are multi-dimensional beings and that we are not alone in this journey that we are always surrounded by cosmic love and cosmic light and you are not separate from that cosmic love and light it is you all of it is you So I assist beings in operating through the heart because this is the portal to the ascended state into the higher chakras, to the heavens, if you will, right? So this Mm -hmm. is my main focus, is helping beings anchor and root within the heart chakra. That's beautiful. Explain to folks what ascension means. Uh, You know, as we, I mean, it means something every, billions of time every second. But (laughs) if folks are listening for the first time and they're saying, what the heck does ascension mean? I thought that these girls were just psychic or something. Like, what's happening? (laughs) Right, right. So we can call it ascension Mm -hmm. or we can call it evolution of consciousness. Whatever Mm -hmm. jives with you, right? But it's really just you, you're evolving. You are playing catch up to your already expanded state of consciousness Mm -hmm. because you are already ascended. You're already whole. You're already perfect. You're already blossoming. The physical body is what holds the density. It's what holds the matrix programming. So ascension is really, you're raising your physical body vibration to match that of your higher selves. And there's multiple higher selves, right? But we want to keep uh, expanding and embodying really is the key here. We're embodying the higher self, Mm -hmm. right? Because we can have awakenings. We can tap into these beautiful realms, but till it's embodied, till we're fully living as that expression, it's just, it, it's not fully rooted. It's not like it's downloading. So in the simplest of terms, 
It's just you're raising your physical body's vibration to, to match your true self, which is love, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. How, how um, so I love that, the language of embodying, because uh, I believe Bashar says that action is the language of manifestation. And so um, how do you guide folks in actually embodying, in actually ascending the physical form to catch up to the avatar self or to the ascended self? What are some, of, what are some tips or what are some of the things yeah, that you so guide people in? Yeah, so basically you're training your avatar. So awakening is one thing, one thing to be present, to be the observer, to, to be the witness, right? But then we got to reprogram the avatar. So it's basically like tuning forks. We have to get the physical body's vibration in, in resonance with the higher self. So it's like ding, ding, and then we're like in resonance, right? It's like tuning forks. So we have to rewrite the programming, right? So we dived into collectives, unconscious collectives, and we all have different collectives. So I don't know your story and you don't know mine, and we all chose different flavors in the ice cream shop of consciousness, right? So we dive into these unconscious collectives. That's the body. The body vehicle holds the unconsciousness. It holds the matrix. And so we come in as consciousness, and then we wake up in the form. We wake up within the body. That's step one. Step two is I've got to reprogram the software. Think of your body like a software. So I have to come in. I have to think new thoughts. I have to instill new belief systems. So in opening my heart chakra so that I can shift into this already state that I've achieved, if that makes sense. So we are reprogramming the body. So new thoughts equal new beliefs and new beliefs equal new paradigms of experience. So I teach beings to train their avatar, their body emotionally, what the future is going to feel like. And the future is now. Mm-hmm. Everything is now within the quantum realms. It's all done. So if you can teach your body what the ascended you feels like, you're literally firing on your DNA to multidimensionally shift into that already ascended state. So if your ascended self is in joy and is in a constant state of gratitude, is compassionate, is moving slower, you've got to do that in your now in order to draw forth those timelines. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does uh, what does that look like when you're teaching folks how to ascend the body? Are there certain so you essentially you do you do coaching is what it is uh, what it seems like, and um, obviously yeah. we we shift the beliefs and the thoughts and the emotional state, the frequency state. What are some ways that you actually help people to do that? What are some of the techniques that you advise? Okay, so one thing that I teach, something I do every single morning, which is I don't touch technology for 30 minutes. Great. And I set time to meditate, Mm -hmm. okay? You want to get into that nice space of pure consciousness, right? When you're beyond the personality, you're beyond the to-do list, whatever you got to do today, you're in that nice, pure, present space, right? Now, once you get into that space in your meditation, drop it into the heart. Drop it into the heart because where we place our focus is where we place consciousness. So naturally, by focusing right here on this center, energy starts flooding here like you can feel it you can feel it flooding into the center so i teach people to keep an anchor in the center like right now as i'm talking i'm also simultaneously focused on my heart chakra Mm -hmm. so therefore this is the energy that's coming forth it's that state of consciousness because i'm rooted here okay so i will teach them to be in meditation go into their heart chakra and once they're really here once they're fully here not up here not over there not whatever right we're here I tell them and I teach them, bring forth gratitude, bring forth joy, bring forth whatever elevated emotion you can conjure in this now, but bring it forth. 
okay? And it might take you 20 minutes to reach gratitude. But once you reach that, that frequency of gratitude, boom, sit in that for 10 more minutes and marinate in that frequency of gratitude in your field. Because what are you doing? You're training your body emotionally what the future is going to feel like, right? So that's, that's all it is. Even if you have to use your imagination to elicit gratitude, do it because we're just training the body. But what we're doing here is understanding that I can create gratitude without um, an external prompt, right? Because in 3D, we're taught, oops, I'll get, an, or I'll get a new job, now I'll feel good. I'll get a new lover, then I'll be grateful. My, my external will change, and then I'll feel good. But what we're learning is, no, we feel good now, and then the world morphs around our new frequency. So, so in, that's the basic teaching that I teach for that. That's wonderful. So in your private sessions, do you do? You, so do you do actually um, like you do individual sessions, but you also do packages so that you work with people for a while too? Yeah, I just started doing mentorship. Yeah. Oh, beautiful! I love that. And so, so in your sessions, do you essentially hold that space with people so that they can um, understand how to go? into that meditative state, find the sweet spot, drop into the heart. And so you do a sort of journeying together. Is that, a, is that what your work composes of when you work one-on-one? One-on-one is different. We don't, we, we always go through that technique, but we always talk about kind of what's going on in their current reality because the essential is not a one size fits all. So I meet people where they are in consciousness to see what's going on with them. Right. So we might need to be working on maybe just self-love in an hour session. Right. Mm. But then maybe there's a session where we're completely talking about this, embodying the energy, training the avatar. It depends where they're at and what they would like from me on our session. Right. So it's, it's catered to what they really need in that now. Does, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it's not wonderful. always we do that. Right. Right. That's wonderful. Yeah. Do you have folks coming to you saying, mm-hmm. "Okay, you're say you say that we have to meditate, but I'm not ha- I'm not a good meditator," which is <laughs> so common for for folks when they're kind of they have their awakening experience, whether it's subtle, gradual, or some kind of big, you know, kaboom, maybe kundalini style or something, and then it seems to be difficult at the very beginning of that whatever kind of eventful experience you have to start to stabilize the feeling of you know of being connected and that tends to be I mean I know for myself folks come to me and say but I'm not a good meditator how do you coach are there any ways that do you have any tips around actually setting that steady meeting with spirit meeting with the the inner yeah. with the heart daily yeah yeah and we don't have to sit lotus right we don't have to sit lotus but if we're walking around saying I'm not a good meditator the subconscious yeah. is hearing that yes exactly why not walk around saying I am a brilliant meditator. I'm an amazing meditator, right? Yes. Yeah. So just flip that script. But you can you can do yoga. You can do walking meditation. Meditation is just focus. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm here, presence, focal point, right? So it's a practice. I, so I hear a lot too is I can't meditate. I don't know how to do that. Where, where do I begin? Well, when I first started, I neither. And I just had to set my timer for five minutes. Actually, I think the first time I did it was three minutes. <laughs> and then you, gi- and you gently push it back for another minute and another minute. It's a practice, just like yoga, mm-hmm. gymnastics, running, um, weight training. It's a practice. But if you really want it, you really want to connect, you're going to do it because it's that willpower, mm-hmm. right? Because we do have to have that will to connect because it's only us that's going to get us off the couch to meditate. There's no one coming down from the skies that's going to pull us up out of that. We are the saviors. We are our own saviors. So this is between us. And you really just got to get real with yourself 
do I want deeper connection or do I want to stay where I am? Because if we want deeper connection, we're going to have to take action. And sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it reminded me, because I know I've heard you talk about Christ consciousness as well. And it is uh, interesting that what I'm what I'm hearing, what I'm feeling is a, something that has been kind of um, on my in my heart in in the in, in my I guess my field is how Yeshua, how Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me." And it struck me that yeah. that sacred text, what what is actually being shared there, is Yeshua saying, "Is the I am is the way, the truth, and the light." Not I am like this dude, <laughs> the I am. It's that, that is, and no one gets to, <laughs> no one gets to the father or the higher self or the inner being or the all except through the I am because the I am is the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. <laughs> so let's talk about new earth because you yeah. do coach folks. You teach a lot about new earth. So what is what is the concept of new earth like? Of course, we if you if we've read Eckhart Tolle, he has he has the new earth. What is the new earth? Obviously, I, I mean maybe it's not obvious, but the new earth is now. We we must recognize that so that we aren't in sort of some sort of destination addiction. And we're all talking about the um, higher perspective, the awakened perspective, which does encompass all uh, occurring at once. So talk. Let's talk about new earth. Where, how, where are we now? We, I mean, we are here. What is New Earth right now? <laughs> yeah, and guys, new, new Earth is just a state of consciousness. So the ego can run away and have all of this kind of out there of what it thinks it is, right? The ego just likes to put like this big fantasy on everything. But New Earth is now. It's just an energetic frequency, okay? And just like frequency, we have to match that frequency. It's just a state of consciousness, okay? So when we're operating in New Earth, which is just 5D and higher, which you know, even beyond labels, it's all oneness. But for the sake of uh, um, our human aspect or ego to understand, we put these 5D, 6D, 7D, all this kind of stuff so we can integrate it. But really, it's just us operating through the heart chakra, realizing like the golden rule of Jesus, right? Treat yourself, treat others how you want to be treated, this whole kind of thing, because you realize that the other self is you. What you do to another, you're going to do to yourself because it's oneness. We're rooted in unity consciousness that it's a hive mind mentality. So there's no 1%. There's no people starving in the streets. There's none of that because we're all working for the collective. We're all working for the hive. Um, that is the, the basic terms to put it in is that we're all working together. It's very much a community base. And I'm not saying, guys, we're not all going to be vanilla ice cream because it, um, with unity, you can kind of think, oh, we're all going to be sameness. That's not going to be the case. We're all going to be very unique, but we find the oneness in the diversity. And it's all love to base. It's all coming from the heart. It's not coming from lower base chakras. Mm -hmm. So what exactly is, what is your background? Mm -hmm. Folks, I'm sure are interested in, you know, how long have you been doing this work? Or did you, did you have an awakening experience that was sort of like, um, you know, a big event? Or was it something that was gradually kind of creeping into your you know, like you said, you were unconscious as you started, obviously. How did that consciousness, that pop, or was it gradual happen for you? I say it was gradual because as a kid, I would have um, awakenings as a child. Like mm -hmm. in, in before bed and stuff, I would have these like detachments from my ego where I was there as pure consciousness. But when you're seven, you don't know what that is, right? Yeah. You just, you don't know how to label that or explain it to people. And, you know, I would 
hear things, apparitions, see things, all this kind of stuff was going on and I just didn't know how to explain it as a child. So I've been having awakenings since I was a kid, but the big kahuna was after um, my five and a half year relationship ended when I was in college and that was just like a catalyst, right? Because mm -hmm. I was at rock bottom and the only way was up. Um, and so it wasn't just some like big opening to the heavens or anything like that, right? It was just a very gradual unfolding, but it accelerated um, as I aged, if you will, as in linear time, the older I got, the faster my awakenings happened. Mm. Um, so it's, it's very much been my whole life for sure. That's cool. I like that because I think but I've only been to answer your, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, we have a delay. I'm sorry. I won't let you finish. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, I've only been doing like ascension focused work for maybe a year, awesome. maybe a year, but before that it was all of the kind of getting everything together, um, going through my own process, you know, all of that kind of stuff, but really offering to the public. It's only been maybe a year. Yeah. That's so great. Now, I think it's really, it's really um, awesome to share those kinds of experiences for two reasons. I, I actually see sometimes people in, if you want to call it higher consciousness community or something, and they will be saying, I'm trying to have an awakening. Why can't I awake? And, and I'm like, but if you're here, you're awake. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think they see someone else's experience and that, you know, someone says, oh, my gosh, I had this kundalini experience. And then I was like, you know, in, in 9D for like three days and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But the gradual kind of beautiful experience is as valid, you know, and, and so I think that's, that's why I wanted to, I felt that in your, in your experience. And I was like, share that because I think that's really important for people to recognize. We actually, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to anyone, but if we hear someone else's story, then we can allow that to be, you know, the opportunity to recognize that our own experience is valid as well. Right, right. Because there is a lot of comparison on this path, especially yeah. since we have social media yes. and YouTube and all of these things, which are great because they're representation of unity consciousness. But it's also something where our uh, uh, unconsciousness can attach to and be like, well, I don't have that many followers. I'm not that ascended. Mm -hmm. I don't channel. I don't have ayahuasca experiences in my living room or whatever. <laughs> right. And we just have to honor our process and our journey okay mm -hmm. because you're exactly where you need to be and you're doing great but if you're going to go out and compare yourself you're good you're going to just you're going to add baggage you don't need this is between you and you okay so that's a very good point you brought up so thank you yes because this is the omnidimensional crystal of the universe and it, i have to be the shine that i am my my experience was somewhere between i mean of course we're, we're having awakenings all the time but awakening to really, I guess the, the, I don't know, in, in the more bold way that I'm experiencing now, it, it was kind of a shift, but it was just one afternoon. It was not that big of a deal. It wasn't Kundalini. <laughs> I didn't suddenly start seeing dead people. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't anything. It was a bit dramatic for me personally. In my inner world, it felt dramatic. Um, and it was really just kind of a piece of information that I asked for. And then it was like the, the, the this big filter came off that I had in place and I love also mm -hmm. how that addressing the you know that the, the fact that you've only been doing this publicly for about a year and addressing you know when you want to start to share if you are called to be an inspirer 
to whatever whatever that looks like. And we do have that model that is I think is can be quite lovely of social media and actually seeing a number account of how many people are following me or subscribing or whatever. That can be lovely if we are not so rigidly adhered to it. But if we look at that too much, then we will never start our work. I mean, look at Anna. She's here inspiring the heck out of us, and she's been doing it for about a year. And that's perfect because she's actually drawing upon her infinity self in order to bring forward the wisdom and the message that is that is here for all of us. So um, thank you for sharing yeah. that. And- yeah, and if I could just add in there too, guys, a lot of the times we don't want to share because and I know a lot of you out there, you have wisdom. You have wisdom to share, and I know you do. And a lot of us are afraid, um, I don't have followers. I don't have the money. I don't have uh, the, the camera or the laptop or the fancy studio or whatever it is, right? Don't let that hold you back, okay? Open that throat shocker. Share your wisdom, okay, guys? I didn't used to have any money to my name. I didn't used to have any of the cool, glitzy little whatever, right? I didn't have any of that. But that's where soul comes from when you don't have anything and you make art out of very little that is where passion that is where inspiration and that is where this open open channel comes forth for you to share because we don't need to have all this material bells and whistles right you can do it with just you and your phone okay you are powerful and you have something to share you do but don't let that ego get in the way telling you you're small and that you don't have all the glitz and the bells okay you just get out you start doing it and i tell you you're going to build momentum you're going to build momentum and then boom you're going to look back and you're like, how did I even get here? Okay. So just take that first step. Okay. That's beautiful. Thank you for that encouragement. And so you had paranormal experiences as you were a kid. And by the way, that's another thing that we can either use if we, if we recognize that. I think that here's the thing. I think that everyone had paranormal. Everyone's experience as a kid is just being open to spirit, but perhaps you don't remember it because maybe your family didn't make a big deal out of it or you know you mean like it was just natural and so you don't remember that you don't remember the time that it faded away and that it was somehow different if you remember playing with unicorns when you were a little girl in the backyard that was you seeing real unicorns by the way (laughs) you know what I mean like but you you, family just called it imaginary you know friends or whatever and uh, but what what were the but if those paranormal experiences that you had as a kid what were those like was it about was it about seeing spirits or who who or what was involved in those experiences because that's always fun to talk about yeah yeah guys so like it, it was never never like like a, a being came and presented itself it was never anything like that it was more like wisps of light I would see above me floating like as I was going to sleep. Um, I would hear noises like, I mean, you can hear old creaky noises or something like this, but this was like, there was actual stuff going on. Right. There was a time when I was a teenager and right when you're a teenager, your, your field is like, I don't know. It's just like everywhere. Right. (laughs) And so I was already really sensitive, but I would have like my CDs. I would stack them up like, you know, a teenager would with all their CDs and I would like, I've had CDs fly across the room before just things move doors open um, you know, stuff like that. Nothing like massive where it's just going to like blow you away, but just things like that. Like I would see objects move. I would see the doors open. I would see apparitions and, um, things like that. So, and also like, like the Claire audience, like when you would hear music, like old 1950s music and all this kind of stuff, 
which I know I was just, you know, you're tuning and tapping into just little energetic realms and I was receiving that. But as a kid, you just, you don't really know when you watch Amityville Horror all the time. It's like, oh my God, the house is haunted, right? So. <laughs> okay. And I have to share something with you. Did you feel that, Kurt? <laughs> when you said Amityville Horror, we had a little earthquake here in California. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> is it going to be a big one? It's always. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so funny. <laughs> that was crazy. We're talking about the paranormal experiences wow. and the earth shakes. <laughs> All right, cool. Right, right. Now oh we're God. really cooking. <laughs> um, you know, when I was a kid, uh, we did you, I don't know if kids still do this. They probably do. Kids are always doing, you know how kids always do the creepy games, you know, like especially when you're like junior high or, or like 10 or around 10, 11, 12. And uh, we did Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. Are you familiar with that game, Anna? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, one time, I 100%, I wasn't sitting in the circle because I was freaked out. (laughs) And I was standing, but I was standing in the room, just standing up watching. They totally levitated this girl. Just two girls levitated another girl. It was nuts. I'm not making it up. I'm positive of this. And I was probably like nine or ten years old. And so actually, that's something I think that I think we can recall on and we can actually redeem it and say, whoa, this is real. Like focus really does change reality. And so that's really pretty awesome. So what about OK, let's talk about living in 5D, having the 5D experience. And anch- I mean, do you, you teach folks to actually anchor it in into the body, I'm assuming. Right. What does that look like? What does that feel like? For me, see, and everyone has their, every guide I've come across has a different way, right? Because how you're going to anchor is based on your beliefs. So let's just say this, to get this really clear, you create your reality. You create your ascension experience. So what one way shower is teaching you how to anchor may not work for you because it's based on their belief systems. And that's what we're all doing here. We're all creating through our unique focal point as the universe. Okay. So you do create your experience and your ascension experience. How it's going to be, is it going to be super bumpy or is it going to be smoother? But for me, um, embodying the light is all about taking action like you have to live it right you have to live it so it's one thing i do like to see it feel it be a process which is you see your ascended self and then you feel that open heart chakra right you feel what that ascended self feels like and then you have to get up and be what you saw Mm -hmm. which being it which actually acting it which bashar talks about this too like acting it and going through it is what actually draws it in and downloads it into your reality so that's how i embody light But another way, too, is obviously you can just call it forth. I call forth the highest vibrational New Earth timelines to anchor within and throughout my realities for my highest evolution, the highest evolution of all concerns, so be and so it is, right? But we can all use our own verbiage, whatever we want to use, but use your words, decree to call forth. But know whatever you're taking in from a way shower, notice how it feels in your body. If it doesn't resonate, it's not for you at that time, right? You might come back and like it later, but we're all unique and we're all going to have unique tools of how to anchor. But that is how I do. That's great. Yes. If it doesn't resonate, then it's not right. And that in- that's to include when you are having an experience. Like, see, I have I teach people how to open their intuitive abilities. And so they, they will be saying, well, I am not have- I'm not journeying in my meditation. I just find peace. I'm like, oh, just peace? Oh, boring. Oh, yuck. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like <laughs> having those expectations. <laughs> oh, you're a bad. You're you're not good at that. Then if you're only experiencing peace, or I'm not ha- my. I don't think my right. third eye is open. And and when we get into it, they really are having their experiences. So even just that feeling of I'm not when you're saying I'm not having or I'm not doing or I'm not experiencing that in and in itself is dissonance. And so that's when we want to shift into the I am. I think. That just came to me as you were explaining that it's not it's the different practices, including yourself speak. I'm sure you talked to you have to help people with that a lot, too, when you're working on self-love. Let's talk about that self-speak and those scripts, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to watch that inner dialogue, friends. And that is why we have to have presence. We have to have that. Like I was saying, step one observer, that's step Mm -hmm. one. But then you got to start seeing what's been floating around. It's inside your universe, right? You got to look at all those programmings, which they're not yours, right? You'll, you'll hear your mom, you'll hear your dad, your grandpappy, whatever, right? And it's not yours. It's all borrowed. Mm-hmm. It's all borrowed. You as the I am, this is how I receive this information. You're like a whiteboard. The I am's like a whiteboard. Now you can take whatever color Sharpie you want, not Sharpie, Expo marker, don't take a Sharpie. And you can write whatever you want on that whiteboard. You can draw whatever creation, you can get wild, you can get all colors, but at the end of the day, you erase it, boom, still the whiteboard unaffected okay that's like creation so as the i am we have to look at these thoughts each thought's a timeline look at the emotional body the emotional body tells you your belief okay so if you are about to pay your bill and you feel constricted i don't have that money you're you're looking at a belief you're looking at a lack program right there so what do we do first observation Woo! looking at a lack belief right now okay do i want this in my future and if you don't you got to get real right there this is not for me. And then we got to insert, I am abundant. I am blessed. I am wealthy. I am whole. I am love. Whatever feels good right there, right? You got to you gotta shift the programming yourself and you do it by rewriting the script. Now, I'll tell you, this is one thing I teach in my, uh, my sessions. Get out a notebook paper, right? And write chapter one, my abundant life. Hmm. Now, write your life how you want it to be as if it's already done, not as it is. And as you do this, feel the emotions, write it out like a, like a biography, write it out man. and feel that energy. And then every day, look at that, look at that, look at that, because you got to stop looking at the known. The known is done. It's the past. But if you keep looking at the known, you're going to get the known. So you got to look into the unknown. So that's why we do scripting. Like we're talking about now, because that's stepping to the unknown into the um, infinite pil- uh, field of possibilities. Right. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of a technique that I believe, yes, Michael Beckwith, Reverend Michael Beckwith, in one one of his books, I can't remember, and I think it's called Conscious Envisioning, and you will actually write out your perfect day, and then you can, of course, expand that to your perfect week or your perfect year or something along those lines. When I did that practice one time a couple of years ago, I, I went through my perfect day, and then suddenly I wrote at the end in big block letters sing and you know I studied voice for a while but I'm not like I'm not a sing like a popular kind of singer and I was like I don't even know what that means it's not like I want to be a professional singer not at all that doesn't resonate with me but it does have to do with the voice and so actually part of what I've been doing is I I do a lot of meditations and I you know produced ones guided meditations and that's a part of the work that I'm doing so it's kind of you know, don't don't question when you're doing that practice what comes out because it's just the exciting part. That's like the twist on the roller coaster, and you'll see you'll see when it shows up. If it shows up, it's awesome. Right, right, and a lot of that too is a lot of those visualization practices and like the scripting and stuff. 
it's really just to get you to open your heart and get excited because yes. that excitement gets you connected to your higher self, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll use your imagination. Maybe you're envisioning a car, but maybe the car is just a symbol. And the frequency you feel when you envision the car is actually the frequency you're here to embody, but you're only using your imagination to activate that frequency you're here to embody. Mm -hmm. They're just symbols. You see, it's mm -hmm. just a permission slip for you to embody who you really are, which is joy, which is love. You see, it's all permission slips just to get you back to what is already here. Right. So what are some of the most common questions that you get from folks? Uh, what is it? How do I find my life purpose? Or what are some of the common things? Did we do sit, tend to have a theme going in our work at different times? A life purpose is one I tend yeah. to hear probably the most. How do I find my mission? How do I find my mission or how do I find my life purpose, right? Yeah. And for me, I always feel like it finds you, right? Because it's not like I was sitting in junior high at my desk daydreaming about being a way shower, right? It just kind of naturally unfolds. And this is just from my perspective. So take what you like and leave what you don't always. But before we incarnated into these avatars, we had a blueprint, like a divine blueprint or intention of what we uh, came here to do. Now, your, your breadcrumb trail of joy and excitement is actually what leads you to what you already planned. So sometimes we think, um, I'm creating this, but it's already been created. You're just remembering what you already created before you went into the veils of Amnesia. So life purpose finds you. Before I did this, I used to be a personal trainer. But um, my higher self just put me into that area because it was my highest joy in the now, one. And two, it got me in front of people to use my throat chakra and to teach, even though it was exercise and very physical, it still got me in that teaching mode, you see? So these are the breadcrumb trails. And then I started doing YouTube. And then I was told to quit my job as a personal trainer. And, and then it just it just snowballs, you guys. So you don't have to sit there and just get it all together right here, right now, in this very 3D, five-year plan. Just follow your joy. What excites you? What excites you? It excites you for a reason. So follow that thread, okay? And just, and just let it blossom. Set your intentions. It's okay to have desires, but let it naturally unfold by following your joy, by staying in alignment with the now, okay? What's so amazing, though, is that it's no surprise. It's perfectly fluid that you were a personal trainer considering the work that you do now because as you started, you said – you're, you're talking about embodying and and ascending the physical form to catch up. I mean, it's all it's like it's it's no it's no coincidence. I actually the my personal trainer, he's totally intuitive. It's a it's a service position, which is what a way shower is, is a is a service professional or a service, you know, oriented life purpose. My but my uh, trainer right now. Hey, Alex, he's totally intuitive and he is, you know, the first meeting that we had, he was talking about meditation, and I was like, yep, of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then before I started working with my current trainer, Alex, the person before that was also a healer, and I just feel so great because they are actually feeling into my essence and helping me to move that forward with the expertise that they have about, you know, physical ex exercise and everything. So that's always a clue. Like what you've been doing, you'll find that what you've been doing, even when you're dematerializing it, as you dematerialized your career as a, a personal trainer, a fitness expert, you dematerialized it. But then when you get through it, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I was already doing the work, right? There's always these clues along the path behind us. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like an overlap. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a, just like a complete baptism by fire or anything. It's like this overlapping that slowly is integrating the new while the old fades out. So yeah, cause I was already doing a lot of way shower work while I was 
thinning out through my personal training. I knew it was coming. We all know when it's coming, right? And I was hanging on for dear life. I'm not quitting my job. I'm not quitting my job. No, I don't know how I'm going to get paid because I didn't have anything set up yet, right? But my hair cells like, you're quitting, right? And we have these initiations. Like, you got to quit your job even though you don't have plan B set up yet. We do that so that we trust the feather bed of the universe that is always going to support us because the universe is you. Why would you not support you? So, yes, it's like this unique unfolding that we just trust and it's going to blossom and it's going to surprise you guys so just stay open it gets better and better and better i have to tell you i knew this was going to come up i was i was singing this what would be kind of like a praise or a church hymn song that i remember from when i was younger and i was in christianity but it's actually from a verse from the Torah, from the Old Testament. And I knew I was singing it so that I could kind of tune myself. And I knew it was going to come up today because so this is what I was singing is Jehovah Jireh, my provider, your grace is sufficient for me. And so the Jehovah Jireh, that is the word, a name of God or a name of source or a name of your inner essence. And that's how I always when I when I sing that song or when I speak that verse, I'm speaking it into my own inner essence, my own God essence, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. It is my heart, is the oracle of my heart. It is the, it is my portal that brings me into the one. That is my provider. And the grace is the experience between creating it in your feeling space, creating it in your frequency, and then it becoming physical experience, it becoming manifested form, which is you taking action upon it or it's showing up if it is some kind of event or some kind of material item. The The distance between creating it phys- in the causal plane and it's showing up on the effect plane, that's grace. And that's actually when you get to hone your creation. You get to hone your frequency because it hasn't been created yet, and you still are in, in that grace. And that grace is sufficient. And when you are like quitting your job, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And you leap into, what did you call it? The feather bed of the universe. That's a beautiful experience too, mm-hmm. because you get to keep recognizing, okay, I believe I am not just, I, I, I believe, but I am, and I do what I know, what I, I'm doing it and being here and being okay in this I am moment is everything. Oh, God, I'm, I went on a thing. Sorry. <laughs> You got me going. No, that was good. That, that was that was beautiful. That was beautiful because that is one thing that um, a lot of beings are afraid to do. They're afraid of like the lack, that lack consciousness, because that was instilled to us in the third dimension, guys. And where we're going, we don't need that. We don't need that. We're here to trust. We are. And you guys, I've been to everything where it's like you. I don't have any money, but I got to go do this, and and I did it. And I've always been supported. I've always been supported. But we have to show ourselves that. We have to show ourselves that. So. I know many of you right now are like at a choice point, right? Where it's like, I can go here or here. Keep choosing your soul. You will always be rewarded for choosing love. You will always be rewarded for choosing your higher self, okay? It might get uncomfortable. I'm not saying you're not going to have uncomfortable moments because through the um, being uncomfortable or the challenging moments is when we grow. That's how evolution happens. That's contrast is how we birth expansion. So just look at fear. Know it's an energy and just step through it love it support yourself and just know where you're going is way better than you ever been it's just going to get better and better like I said okay you got this talk about that you know I've actually had fairly recently a student ask me because I was using the term contrast of course a lot of people who watch this program or listen to it listen to Abraham Hicks and she uses the the word contrast a lot so let's talk about the contrast like what does that mean what is it if someone's never really heard that like what does she mean the contrast is the way because someone did ask me that recently what does that mean and and how do we how do we stay present in that 
Yeah, so like on the edge of what you're living, you're always going to have conscious. So think about this, when you go to the gym, I've used this analogy before, you don't lift marshmallows to build muscle, right? You would never get anywhere. That'd be a slow, slow evolution of your muscle, right? So in order to have that mastery and to really evolve, we have to have something meet up against us, which means there's something that you do want or that you resonate with and then something you don't, all right? That's polarity, right? We're always going to have that, but we're beyond that. And so you see what you don't want and then you see what you do want. Okay, so that's your contrast. It's just like, um, you know, maybe maybe you're in a work situation where you don't completely like it, right? You want something a little different. That sparks evolution, that desire to want to leave your job. That's contrast. That's saying, I, I want something better. I want something more aligned with my heart and my soul. And right then, like Abraham would say, a rocket of desire has been sent off. That's contrast. You not liking your job is contrast. Are you not liking where your current love situation is, right? contrast so that you can birth the desire of the new template of what you want for your relationship or your job you see so you have to have the rubbing up against because what like think two sticks rubbing together boom spark fire so we have to have that within form we're always going to have contrast okay does that make sense i hope that was clear absolutely no the contrast or or polarity and what's what is uh been I was just talking to my husband about yesterday and in the series that I'm doing called um, Archangels and Universal Laws, the very first lesson of that series that I'm doing was with Archangel Michael and the Law of One. And there was this mention so much of the paradox. And so polarity is a paradox. But a paradox or polarity, when we say polarity, we actually think of two contrasting experiences or even just contrast we think of just the dark and the light or the positive and the negative but there's actually always a trinity there's always a middle point an apex like the apex of the breath between expansion and contraction of the breath and that's actually where the power the place of power is but if you think about those that contrast or you think about being in the neutral position as you were saying the observer position and holding that paradox that's like pressure and that's actually expansion that's that's what I that's you know if we come down as this expanded pure consciousness into a dense form and create a dense form it's not that we come into it we create it then that you know expanding as well as becoming more physical that's expansion we're including all of the omnidimensionality and staying in that observer position yeah. is the place of power while holding that paradox yeah right because on this path especially within the new age there's a lot of light versus dark, the shadow, the, the dark side of the ego, ooky spookies, get away, get away, get away. But you're always going to be chasing your own tail. You're always going to be afraid until you realize you are the light and the dark. You've played in both shadow and light. Okay. So you, you can't say you're infinity and just say you've been on the light side. You've been on both. You're everything and beyond that. So that's for me, owning both sides and loving both sides is an equal expression of the one infinite creator and keeping, like you said, that observing presence, like that zero point field or that center point of the best of Pisces is when it's just, you realize it's this, it's the same. It's the same. It's not right or wrong or good or bad. It's just, it's just a flavor, mm-hmm. but where do you want to play? And that's as sovereign creators, as responsible creators, we just got to choose. Where do I want to play? What am I here to anchor? What energy am I here to embody? Because not, not one is better than the other. That's still duality. That's still being like the human ego aspect. It's just, what are you here to do? They're, they're all equal. Mm-hmm. They're all equal. Your mind's going to say, oh, no, they're not. But they are. If you feel into your heart, it's all love. 
which is where do you want to play? Yes, where do you want to play? Wow, that's great. Well, we are almost out of time, Anna, but uh, is are is there any right. any final words you would like to offer? And of course, let folks know how they can get in touch with you and the different things that you have going on at this time. Yeah, guys, uh, let's just say, how about right now? Everyone just, just put your hands on your heart for me if it resonates. Just put your hands on your heart. Take a nice, deep inhale through the nose. Fill up those gorgeous lungs. Exhale, let it out through the mouth. And just give yourself one compliment, just one genuine compliment and smile. You just, we never really realize what a difference a compliment to ourself can do. Because please remember that what you tell yourself, you're telling all of creation. Mm -hmm. So love yourself, compliment yourself and support yourself, okay? You are loved so dearly and you have a purpose here and you have a mission. You just gotta have the courage to live within, okay? And other than that, my friends, you can find me on Instagram at Anna E. Brown 7. You can find me at youtube.com forward slash Anna Brown and awayoflight.org. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for the work that you're doing on our beautiful world, Anna. And I hope you'll come back sometime. And of course, if you're ever in Los Angeles, then you can come in studio. Yeah. That'd be super fun. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That Thank- would be amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for following you. your heart's mission. <laughs> and thank you all for joining yeah. us. We will see you again next week at 11 a.m. Pacific if you want to join us live or you can watch the archives on YouTube at youtube.com slash Trisha Carr. Of course, listen to us on any podcast outlet, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes. Please do like, subscribe, share, comment, review because that adds even more light to this work and blesses us both in exchange. So I appreciate you for being here. And thanks again to our guest, Anna Brown. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.